Welcome back to Swapping Horror Stories. I am one of your hosts, Lauren, and I have my co-host here. I'm Ethan. And Ethan, what did we watch Oops. this week? Oh, man. Um, I, I watched too many things to remember. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, if people haven't noticed, we have a new... You're a new co-host. You're not Caleb. How do you feel about that? That's big shoes to fill. Way too big a shoes to fill. You lying fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep going with That's true. I made it 40 seconds before I had to say something. Um. (laughs) Ethan was saying something nice about you, too. I know. I was ready to say he's just not he's just not like able to accept compliments. <laughs> I guess not. He has to deter them. It's my burden to bear. Yes, as well as everyone else's. Um, <laughs> Ethan is back for this episode. I'm very excited to have you here, Ethan. You are probably our number one fan. How does that make you feel? I don't know if that's good for me or, like, bad for you guys. (laughs) But I do love listening to your guys' banter. Why? I don't know. You guys just have, like, good, like, friendship chemistry going. And I don't know. It feels like you guys have been doing this for longer than you have. She does this shit all the time. You tell her, you give her a hint of somebody said something that's not completely negative and she wants to know every little detail why why do you why do you enjoy listening to us because i like compliments (laughs) the thing about me is i need every detail of why you like something that i've done (laughs) all right so (laughs) that's the end of the episode thank you everyone for joining us um actually i wanted Okay, so a couple weeks ago, Caleb and I made some um, playlists for each other. Um, Ethan also wanted to make us one um, after I invited him on for this episode. So he did send us one. I have not listened to it yet. So we'll have you back on, I guess, to talk about it more. Um, I would love that. Oh, we don't even, you guys don't even have to talk about it. I was pretty like. We're going to talk about it. I procrastinated pretty hard after I was like, hey, I'll make you guys a playlist too. And then literally yesterday. 10 p.m. last night, which that is when I'm asleep. Uh, I sent it yesterday morning. Oh, you did? Actually. 10 a.m.? Yeah. But uh, still, last, very last minute. So, for everyone, I'm sorry, I don't mean to derail the conversation here, but for for everyone, right in the pre-hitting record, um, Lauren was throwing shade at myself, uh, because apparently I always have some zany idea for the intro to the podcast. And then, but this is completely breezing over the fact that today... The potster of potsters. I'm just going to call you a fucking uh, uh, silicon uh, ladle because Can all you, you do put is put down the mirror that you're talking into. Right <laughs> so Lauren texts me and says, "Hey, uh, Ethan doesn't want you to address him 
pose all questions through me. And then I jump on on our podcast account, and she has sent Ethan a message. <laughs> hey, Caleb doesn't want you to address him. Pose all questions through me. So I'm not the one with the zany bits here. <laughs> I know I do this, but then I never introduce it into the podcast. <laughs> this is like the behind the scenes of who I really am, I guess. That is true. There, by the way, I wanted to talk. I, I'm sure we're going to get to it, but I'm too excited to wait. So, Ethan, I was fortunate enough to get to come to Ooh. one of your concerts. Lauren wasn't there. Uh, but I would have been out too late. <laughs> um, I was out too excited. late. Do you, would you like to talk about the new album coming out? Kind of the process in writing it, how you felt about writing it and all that. And cause I had a wonderful time. I thought you guys sounded great. So thank you. Um, well, I, I, I believe that you said you'd been to that place maybe once before. I don't hundred percent remember, but we played at this local venue called Seven Circle Music Collective. It's literally an old mechanics garage that's been converted into a concert venue. Um, and it's just like DIY, like volunteer ran. Um, so it usually doesn't sound great in there, but it's my favorite place to play shows at because it's just such like a relaxed feel and like such a music community feel of like everybody that's there whether they know who they're going to be seeing that night is just a lover of like music and like local music. And they're just always there to have fun and like find a scene that they feel like they fit into. Um, it was a great time. It was packed out way more than I expected. A uh, hundred people at this place makes it feel really, really big. Um, I don't know how many people were there exactly, but the garage door was like open, so it wasn't like an enclosed like venue space or anything like that either. But yeah, it was a blast, and I, you know, thank you for coming out and watching. I thank you for having me. I uh, not you. great airflow, even with even with the door open, not great airflow. Uh, but I was not on stage, so I could only imagine. I was upset. So Ethan played the show the day before his birthday, and nobody sang happy birthday to him. That was my biggest regret of the show. Did he announce it and then it was just crickets? Or twice. did anyone actually know it was it Oh, he did. Oh. No. I, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't ever share like that kind of information. I, my, I like work. They send out little emails to everybody when it's somebody's birthday at work. And I hate it so much. I'm just like, <laughs> no, I don't need to hear happy birthday from like people that I don't even know that I work with. Or like... <laughs> People that I do work with that, like, I just don't want that extra attention from drives me crazy. Okay. We should have our listeners make a birthday post for you and tag you in it. I think that's a good idea. Um, I guess I'd be accepting of that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Let's do it. Um, In two weeks from now. (laughs) no in a week actually we've been well i need to post an episode for tomorrow well i'm posting two episodes tomorrow so um because i've been lazy that's why (laughs) um but i wanted to say caleb has joined the podcast episode as the man i did i did uh this is not uh this is not 
this is a call back to a Taylor Swift song. Yes, he doesn't consider himself the man. No, no one has ever considered me the man, unless it was um, the one of oversharing and uh, crying a lot in elementary school. Ethan knows about that. <laughs> What's crazy is that's what our latest <laughs> Apple podcast review says about you. <laughs> There's so many times when you're telling like a story on the podcast about yourself that I'm always just like, oh my God, I knew that. And I totally forgot about that like <laughs> life event that happened. So many times I'm just like, oh yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I had to remind uh, Taylor. I almost said it. It's so weird. I can't say his first name without saying his last name. Uh, Taylor was at the show as well. Um, uh, yes. No. Uh, <laughs> hey, Taylor, Mr. Taylor Swift was at the show. <laughs> there you go. Um, and he... So Taylor and I had a friendship, um, but it was a really weird, uh, it very felt like kind of a macho friendship at the time. It is most certainly not that anymore, but we rode the bus together, uh, not RTD. We rode the school bus together. That is the most uh, macho thing I think you've ever said. <laughs> and so we had been uh, fighting emotionally. And then in order to kind of... Um, get past this we physically started like just kind of play fighting and then he tackled me into the rocks uh that were um around where the bus stop was um and i got sliced open i still have the scar um and i got onto the bus dripping blood and the bus driver gave me a napkin and said yeah just just watch yourself and then i got to school and my mom came and picked me up and we went and got stitches so he forgot about that. He gave you... Uh, he, like, hurt you so bad that you needed stitches? Yeah. Like, oh I, I remember him... I remember that, like, happening, because I rode the bus with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, How old were you? Oh, is this is, like, middle school? Yeah. Oh, okay. We all, we all lived in, like, the same neighborhood at this oh, time. Okay. Um, and Caleb was, like, new to the neighborhood, actually. And I also remember feeling very... Uh, Kind of protected and guarded because I felt like you were stealing my best friend away. That, oh my that's god! Fair. That's fair. <laughs> Should that's, we hash um, this out? No, I'm I'm over it and like it's oh, totally fine now. Uh, I made other friends. <laughs> so I encouraged you. I pushed you. If anything, I gave you the opportunity to get out there. Nah, I had other friends. His wings and he flew away. And now. <laughs> I had other friends. I uh, actually like wasn't that jealous or anything. It was just I remember one afternoon getting onto the bus after school, and I went to go sit down next to Taylor. And so I'm more mad at him than I am at you about this. But like he's like, no, that spots for Caleb. And I was like, dude, that we've known hurts. each we've known each other since the first day of kindergarten, and you're not going to let me sit down here. So Let's bring him on. <laughs> I don't like that. I did not know that, and I apologize. I know middle school Caleb would have been a dick about Can it. Can you but call like, Taylor yeah. and leave him a voicemail about it right now, Caleb? <laughs> no, that'll be the no. second time I've called Taylor on this podcast. I, that's why I think it'd be so funny because you could be like, "Hey, I just found something upsetting out. Um, I wanted to kind of bring it up to you. Do you remember this?" Um, and just say, I think you need to talk to you. I but, do worry that he, now I know the chances of this are like 5%, but I do worry that he would actually answer this time because I've asked him a lot of questions about Warhammer and he has shared at length. 
Um, it's uh, I can't get into it now. <laughs> uh, you don't. Um, you don't have the time for it. No. <laughs> um, we only he, have an hour and thirty minutes left on this podcast. Um, and I worry that he would think I was calling with a Warhammer question, and I don't want to take that wind out of his sails. So just do it. He hurt Ethan's feelings. Over that is 15 true. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this was probably almost like 20 ish, like cl- oh not God. quite, not quite, not quite 20 years ago, but like a while. Um, I'm very much over it, and I had other friends that also rode the bus um, that I'd hang out with, so not a big deal. It was just I'll like text the one him. time. I'll DM him on Instagram and say, hey, do you remember this? Do you want me to do that? Maybe he'll reply. <laughs> Ethan, can I ask you something? Yeah. <laughs> Lauren has accused me of quiet quitting the podcast. Yes. And I just wanted to get the outside perspective of if you think I'm phoning it in, if you think I'm not still going above and beyond. Um, above or... and beyond. <laughs> Please, neither of us do that. <laughs> or if you feel like I may just be following my job description uh, to a T. Uh, okay, I'm going to say some truths here that might hurt everybody's feelings. Okay. Um, first of all, I work from home, so I listen and consume a lot of media all day long because okay. I just like I don't. To him. I don't have I don't have like meetings all the time for work. You know, like I have like calls, but they're very brief and like a couple seconds long, a few minutes, like not like huge deals. So I'm, like, always listening to, like, music or podcasts or whatever. Sometimes I, like, have, like, watching something on my phone, kind of. But, uh, you know, I was sad when you guys, like, kind of took a break. And it feels like you guys kind of, like, really, really enjoyed that break a lot. And so, you know, it's okay that you're not uploading stuff all the time because we all have lives. And I don't want to get on your case because, like, I feel I feel that kind of pressure, too. Like, we played that show, and we have an album coming out in a week from Friday, and I have, like, not done, none of us have done a single thing to, like, prep for that that, like, still kind of needs to be done, and so I feel like that's just, like, natural. Like, we're all very much, sometimes, sometimes doing things that even you enjoy can feel a lot like a chore. Yes. I'm trying to tell myself, like, this is a hobby. It's not my career. Um, which I lean into a little bit too much. But Ethan, <laughs> you could say that you are prepping for your album release by being a guest on the podcast. Because this episode will come out the Friday before your album is released, right? No. No. No? When is it released? No, it will. It will it'll it coincide will. with it because it comes out it, next week. Yeah, see? I was right. It'll come out when it'll come out when the album's released then. So it'll be competing with the album. Yes. I'm not. I'm not worried. <laughs> Shouldn't be. <laughs> True. And, um, and we don't have a big listening like base on Spotify or anything, but I'm not super concerned. <laughs> um, if anything, it will bring new listeners to your music. I know for sure. Stephen and Narissa, they're gonna stream your new album. There's oh man. Let us not forget Marissa. I feel like Marissa's not going to listen to it. I, I hope they all. I hope they all love emo pop punkish style music because 
that's what I play. They might not love it, but they'll listen to it at least once. Hey, every stream counts. <laughs> I'll take those those uh, like one cent royalties at the end of the year. I'll take them all. Ooh, it all adds up. Ooh, yeah. Um, have you have you ever gotten any kind of like royalty check in the mail? No. I mean, I did one sponsorship, and it was like two episodes, I think, for Zencaster, which is what we used to record, and I got paid for it. So that was it. We also have like other promotions, but we have not recorded anything for them, <laughs> so we've not made any money. <laughs> well, and it's funny that you bring up Zencaster, the multimedia platform that helps not only podcasters but vloggers and streamers get their product to consumers in a, a reasonable and timely Did manner. You Google this? What is no, up with no, you? No, I'm just going off of what I think it does. <laughs> I mean, that was good. I thought that was. I thought, that, I thought that was a solid read. I know. It's like, damn, but did he read the thing that they sent us to read off for the app? Really, Caleb and I did a lot of show prep for this week. Uh, Lauren, you've been slacking. Oh, wow. I'm impressed. We... Uh, oh, go ahead, Lauren. No, you go ahead. So, Ethan wanted to bring this up, and I'm very excited to bring this up. And I think Marissa is going to hate the fact that we bring this up. But uh, Ethan plays in a fantasy football league that I play in as well. And we have one additional member, one Marissa. Um, Ethan was amped. Yes. We we shared an excitement. Like, we both, I, I think, want her to win. But, like, Ethan, what, what were your first thoughts? What was What was the vibe? Um, well, when you said it was Marissa, I was just like, Lauren's sister? And you're like, yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's cool. I wouldn't have expected that, but I hope she wins. Except I'm going to probably be her. <laughs> what makes you believe that? Uh, I, I got to defend my championship from last year. So, oh, Did okay. you win? I saw you had I a did. medal next to you. Like, okay. Do you guys do like a real trophy? Because my friend Jake, who has been on the podcast before, him and his friends do this. And they have a trophy and they like pass it on each year. They're into it. Yeah, they do. A tr well, Caleb, you won like the year before I started playing with you guys. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what it's like Chris's league. And what he does is like he lets you pick the trophy out, which I just like. They like take $100 of the total winnings and you get to pick a trophy out for like $100, which kind of annoys me because I'm like, I don't really care about a trophy. I'd rather have the money. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I was not excited to pick a trophy out. I even think I asked, I was like, can I just take the money? And he's like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> um, I'll go to the thrift store and find something for you guys to hand off every year. I do believe I picked a cheaper trophy than $100 so I could hopefully pocket the rest of that. I don't oh, remember if I that did. That is going into Chris's pocket. If I know that man at all, you will not. You should have He's tried scheming. to go over. It's hey, I don't feel as bad. He is going to ha be having a baby, so. That yes. Is true. That he is. True. He's naming yeah. her Lauren Jr. Um, we talked about it. At no relation. <laughs> no relation. Just um, like an honor to me. But, Lauren Jr. implies that it's your child. I know. I tried to explain that to him, but he just said it has a nice ring to it. And I said, it doesn't. So, um, 
But I wanted to bring up the man. <laughs> this is oh yeah, thrice. Oh yeah. Um, but Caleb, you yeah. like that song? I do. I think uh, I like the message. I I wish I could have heard it when it first came out because it does feel a little dated. Though then fans again, like... don't like it. Really? Yeah. Okay. A lot of the people. A lot of fans really don't like it. Um, like they were not happy that she put it on the set list, but it's become a fan favorite of the tour now. But a lot of people think it's very corny. I like it. I think it's fun. And also I asked you to watch the music video. Did you watch it? I did. Yes. You did, Ethan? Yes. I want Ethan's take. I want Yes. What do you think? I love the music video. I think it's so fun. I totally regret saying yes. No, I did watch it, but I wasn't paying like the closest of attention, and it was like twenty minutes before we started recording. Oh wow! Um, so I was like, I was like doing stuff. <laughs> did Caleb tell you to watch it, or did you just watch it uh, on your own? So when you guys sent me that like screenshot of your text conversation earlier today, at the bottom you had told Caleb to do that. So I was like, I should probably watch that music video. Okay, <laughs> don't you feel like she really looks like a man in that? Yes, I do. Yes. I, do. I didn't even realize that she was in it, like, on the parts that I was watching. So, again, I clearly did not pay a lot of attention. Very gripping. You. Yes. It changed Ethan's life. <laughs> it did. Um, there's a lot of theories within that music video. I think I talked about it last week, um, which we haven't uploaded that yet, Ethan. So, it's just, like when she is peeing on the wall and it shows like all of her album names, there's a theory that in the shape of an infinity sign, it is all of the, it's the order of her re-recordings of how she's going to release it. And so people are speculating that we're going to get a second version of 1989, as well as a new album at the end of the era's tour called Karma. So we'll see. I don't believe it, but I'm along for the ride. <laughs> she did look like a man, because I do remember seeing that part where she was peeing on the wall, and I definitely <laughs> thought that was some guy. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> so, Ethan, I'm curious. Uh, you are a songwriter, and I'm curious of your opinion of Taylor Swift as a musician, as a songwriter, as just all of that, or even just as a casual fan. Uh, what your opinion of Taylor Swift is. All right. So, okay. I'm going to kind of like start with my first memory of like knowing who Taylor Swift was. Okay. Uh, It was, let me set the scene. It was like 2009 or 10. Okay. It was our senior senior year of high school. Okay. Okay. And I was working at McDonald's and uh, there used to always be the, like, you know, when you're working somewhere, the radio is like whatever generic, like, pop radio station is appropriate for public places kind of thing you know and uh all the time when i would have to like go clean the lobby or whatever that i I remember this one song was always playing and i was like i don't know exactly who that is but it was super catchy i was like what a really catchy song and then i realized i was like oh that's taylor swift i was like that's who taylor swift is and so uh yeah that was like my first opinion and i was just like Okay, I didn't think I'd like it, and I'm not, like, super into country music at the time, and I would say at the time she was more on the countryside. She was. Um, I can't think of what the song is called. Um, it's around 2010. What was, like, that big hit where she's, like, the music video is, like, she's, like, in her, like, bedroom and across, Along like, the... with me. 
that's the one. Um, so that was my first memory of Taylor Swift, and I had a positive reaction. I love that. Um, yeah, so as far as, like, a musician goes, though, <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of arguments for her being the... I watched this, like, video clip that I just, like, stumbled across the other day where this, like, comedian who I would never guess, like, in, like listened to Taylor Swift or whatever, and I think he said he, like, wasn't a fan, but he, like, went with his wife to see her concert and was just, like, blown away by, like, the, like, production of the concert and everything. And he put up this, like, good argument for, like, she is the best, like, you know, pop star, like, rock star, whatever you want to call her. Like, she's the, like, biggest musician in the world right now and rivals Michael Jackson. And to me, I was like, wow, that's, like, a really big statement because, like, there's a time in the world where we were all kids and stuff and Michael Jackson, I think his peak was, like, maybe a little bit, you know, like, when we were children a little bit before but he kind of, like, rode that peak through, like, the 90s, like, through his death, and he was just, like, this, like, icon, and I feel like, after, like, listening to his argument, I was like, I think he's kind of right, like, I would guarantee, I'd be, like, willing to bet, like, almost, like, anybody in the world, like, for the most part, could probably pick Taylor Swift out of a crowd if they were, like, if she was, like, walking down the street, so, and then the fact that she, like, writes her own songs and everything like that, um, that's impressive. A lot of pop artists like get like, not that they don't have like an active like role in writing their own songs, but there's a lot of, there's often like a lot of like additional like songwriters involved and a lot of song credits going to them. And I don't know enough to say like, that's probably like to some degree the case with her. I've heard a lot that it's like not, and like she very much like writes her own stuff, like a hundred percent by herself kind of thing. So like that's massively impressive too. I mean, she has, like, like almost a billion, like, followers on Spotify, I think, um, or over. Today, she actually became the first female artist in Spotify history to surpass 100 million monthly listeners, the second artist to ever do this. That's crazy. I mean, like, that's just, like, you can, you can not like her music or whatever, but... I mean, at that point, you're literally just hating, like, how successful she is. And, yeah. you know, I think that's, I think that's like, something that people do in general. I think so, too. Um, and there is, like, a mania going around with her right now between the tour. And then I think, like, the fact that she has, up until recently, not been in the public eye when it comes to, like, <laughs> leaving her house and walking around and being a person. Because um, I don't know if you guys know who Jack Antonoff is and Margaret Wally, I think is how you say her name. She was the lead actress in Made, the series on Netflix. Um, they just got married in New Jersey. And the turnout was insane because people found out Taylor Swift was there. And people were flooding the streets, chanting her name for her to come out, which is super crazy and weird because, like, what do you expect at that point? Um, but it's insane to see, like, how many people just showed up. So, it is very concerning, but it is, like, a testament to, like, I'm sure a lot of those people aren't really fans. They just want to see a celebrity. Um, but it's very interesting to see, like, the transformation of this and, like, how far it's gone. And it's just wild. But, Ethan, you listen to the playlists as well. Yes. Okay. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? <laughs> <laughs> 
So my favorite on your playlist, I have them up on Spotify, and I just want to make sure I get them right. How many computer screens are you working with right now? Seven. Uh, I have five. (laughs) I have uh, my laptop screen and then two monitors and like a third monitor that's not on right now. Okay, I was close, actually. (laughs) I thought actually three, but... Yeah, this so I have I have three I have three on right now, but this is like my normal like work setup is I usually have three and then like my work laptops like okay. right there too. Um, my favorite song on the playlist I would say is All Too Well, which I didn't know was a Taylor Swift fan uh, or song at first because on the playlist that I made you, you'll find a cover of All Too Well by one what? of my favorite by one of my favorite like vocalists from like one of my favorite bands. And I don't think it's, uh, it's long. It's like, I don't think it's 10 minutes, but it's long. And I also think some of the lyrics may have been changed a little bit, but like his like background for this song was he was during like the pandemic, he was, uh, essentially like writing songs, like, like personalized songs for people, like for money and stuff like that over the internet. And so I think the lyrics are like, probably a little bit of like Taylor's, but then a little bit of uh, like personalized lyrics that he wrote for whoever paid him to like write the song for them. And I think it was for like a song like was like written for like somebody's like wife or like an engagement or something like that. Okay. I am really excited for that then. Um, Oh my God. (laughs) I almost dropped my phone because I was looking at the Spotify thing. (laughs) What do you like about that song? It's just, like, such, like, a personalized, like, you get this, like, storytelling in it. And, I mean, I think that happens with, like, a lot of good songwriters. You get, like, if you can feel, I think it's easy to feel connected to, like, music. But, like, we, we you can, like, paint a picture with, like, what you're, saying, like, singing and everything. And it just feels like a connected memory. Like, you experience that yourself. Like, that's an impressive thing to do. I love that. Caleb, what was your favorite song? Which I think you've said to me before. I have. uh, And I'm not just like, oh, I didn't listen to the playlist. Let me just copy Ethan. Uh, It genuinely is. uh, He said it. Oh my god, I love this. I'm really glad I got to go first. So I wasn't copying you. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Will you guys watch the music video? AKA, it's referred to as a short film. Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, is it the whole 10 minutes? It's the whole 10 minutes. Um, it's starring Sadie Sink um, from Stranger Things and Dylan O'Brien from, I don't know, The Maze Runner, Teen Wolf. I'm sure some other stuff. Um, well, I know other stuff. I'm just bad at names. <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys should watch it. It's very good. Um, Ethan, after listening to that song... Um, and Caleb, you could also answer this. What are your feelings about Jake Gyllenhaal? Is that song about Jake Gyllenhaal? It is. Caleb, you go first. <laughs> I don't know that I was ever a big Jake, a big, uh, what is it, JG? Uh, JG fan. Um, like, I had, he was what, Mysterio in the new Spider-Man? Um, He's Bubble Boy. He was Bubble Boy, and uh, say what you will about that movie, it left us with uh, some very quotable lines. Um, I, I I don't know that it changed my opinion on him. 
Um, okay. But it's not like I had a positive opinion on Drake Gyllenhaal. I like that. I read a tweet that he is the smelliest man someone um, sat next to at a Soul Cycle class. So that really sticks with me anytime okay. I see him now. All right. Ethan. I heard that about Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. I buy that one a little bit more. <laughs> Jake looks like he showers. Matt looks like he just goes to sleep in whatever he's wearing. Um, I don't know that it changed my opinion of Jake Gyllenhaal because I didn't realize that song was about him. Um, okay. Now that you're thinking about it, do you feel Now that I'm thinking it. A lot of the Red album is about him. It's, like, tough. Um, I would say probably not. Like, I, I don't dislike him. I've liked a good number of movies he's been in i'm not like like a massive fan by any means but uh i feel like it's hard to like it's hard to side with like people and like relationship like settings like that especially when you don't know either person and i get it for like a lot of fans like that deeply connect with like taylor swift and everything totally get that i'd probably be the same with like some people that like i really look up to and everything but uh I feel like oftentimes with relationships, there's a lot of, like, good and bad things that both sides can, like, be responsible for. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about their, like, relationships, so I guess if I knew more details, I'd maybe have a different opinion, but... Well, we have him on to tell you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'm just, like, waiting for the big Jerry Springer reveal yeah. when, like, somebody does pop <laughs> on. I also, I joke about it where I think he's, like, trash. Um, I think he's just, like, an okay actor. I feel like he always kind of, and he always ends up as the same kind of person in whatever role he's doing. Um, I do think at the time the age difference was weird. Um, I don't think that's talked about nearly as much as John Mayer and Taylor Swift. Because Jake Gyllenhaal was 29, she was 20. So, kind of a weird age difference. I can't view myself dating someone who is around that age when I was 29. But I do think John Mayer, that is her only ex where I'm like, that man is genuinely not a good person. Um, just from their age difference, 34 to 19, that alone. Crazy. Did you guys like Dear John? This has just turned into a Taylor Swift podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh either of you i did I, I i think i enjoyed it yeah okay i uh yeah i i, I enjoyed it thank you caleb um and then <laughs> there was a second song oh no the dog oh no okay was that stopped. eva was no. that eva <laughs> That, yeah, that was my, that was my dog. Oh, it was? Oh. Okay, I'm just on edge because Noodle was barking earlier, and I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> There's a second song on the playlist that I purposely put, um, Would Have, Could Have, Should Have, which is also speculated to be about John Mayer. Um, but I really love that song. That one, as a fan and a listener and just a human being being alive, uh, I related a lot to it with like my past relationship and the fact that I do have PTSD from that. So I really feel like that hits like the nail on the head for those feelings and emotions that you go through with that. So um, I really enjoyed that. Um, How old was, uh, was John Mayer and Taylor Swift at the time that they were dating each other? 34 and 19. 
see that one's that one's like super creepy it is really weird i gotta imagine like they probably met like a decent amount of time before that and it feels it feels way more like grooming at that point it's really weird and then I'm sure you guys will run and listen to this immediately. I have not listened to it yet. But in Jessica Simpson's autobiography, she talks about her relationship with John Mayer and how controlling he was, how often he would like try to get her family on his side. And he would send her a lot of emails. And in interviews around the time of Speak Now coming out, um, Taylor Swift mentioned an ex who wrote a lot of emails. So now like looking at jessica's autobiography and then this and you connect it and you're like he was really weird (laughs) like he still is he still brings her up and like tries to be a dick and like she doesn't necessarily bring him up obviously but like she's gonna perform these songs that she wrote about him you know how i know he was 34 when they were dating he sent her a lot of emails rather than just <laughs> fucking texting her. Uh, yes. That's that's great. Like the Jake Gyllenhaal, like, I don't know. There's that arbitrary half plus seven. And like, even that, it's just like. Yeah. Like you could say, well, they were in their 20s. But I think it's so weird because until you hit 25 and like, I, I, I know this is painting with a broad brush and I, I hate to do this, but I feel like there is. Once you hit 25, you stop growing at such an accelerated pace, I yes. think. I think you're still growing, you're still changing, but it's not like all fucking happening at once. You're like, okay, you have a chance to breathe a little bit. So I like, I feel like if there's going to be any age difference in the 20s, I think I would only be comfortable with like two to three years. Yeah. Um, and then once you get into the 30s, fucking, yeah, let it ride. But uh, uh, I just, like, what What does John Mayer, what does 34-year-old John Mayer and 19-year-old Taylor Swift talk about? Like, what the fuck do they have in common? Music, like, probably. <laughs> but great. that's probably it. <laughs> um, Ethan, as a musician, did you enjoy that, that Dear John kind of, they purposely tried to make it sound like a John Mayer song. I'm not really familiar with uh, I'm not really familiar with his music at all. I've never Good. been like a fan. <laughs> That's all we. Uh, <laughs> I, I've never. I, I've just. I, I I don't know. Like I've just never listened to John Mayer, and I've never like I know he does that. I know he does that. Body is a Wonderland song, which is like yeah. supposed to be about Jessica Simpson or whatever. And I'm just like I don't know. Like it's not for me, but he he, he seems like a he seems like a weird guy. And anytime I like see him in interviews and stuff like that, yes. I will say like I've seen him like talking like music theory and like guitar theory and stuff like that. And like he gets into this like zone where I'm just like, oh, this guy's like brain works differently, and like that's kind of fascinating to me. But I still just like don't care enough to like go check out his music, anyways. Good. Okay, we love to see. <laughs> Okay, um, I feel like I'm ending my questions about my playlist with this one. Um, for both of you, what is another song you really enjoyed? Or like you didn't really expect to like as much as you did? Or just, I don't know, any song where you kind of want to comment on it? They're thinking. Deep in thought. 
Um, Caleb isn't even looking at the playlist. I could tell Ethan is. Maybe. I don't know. He's looking at something. Take it from memory. He's playing Destructo Match on Neopets right now. Really just going old school with the mine. Like, there's that Minecraft or not Minecraft. What's that like? Minesweeper, baby. Minesweeper. Um, It's like tough because I'm not like overly familiar with a lot of these songs. Um, most of like Taylor Swift stuff that I know or like, you know, her singles and stuff that you hear on the radio and everything like that. Uh, one of my favorite songs of hers that's not on this playlist is, uh, we're never getting back together. That one, the first, the first time I heard that song too, I was just like, what a hook. Okay. Um, A backstory on that, as you guys could tell in probably all too well. People think that, and maybe it's been said, but that Jake Gyllenhaal did not like Taylor Swift's music. He thought it was silly, just like not really good because it's not indie music, whatever. And so she decided to write a pop song that he would hear everywhere. And that is that song. I love that so I much. Like, what, <laughs> what, what, a, like, what a way to like get back at somebody. Yes. Um, can, can I also just say, like, why is it that, like, people that, like, exclusively list to, like, indie artists, like, are always such snobs? They're a problem, man. <laughs> They're a big problem. Like, always. I'm just like, oh, I get it. You listen to independent artists and stuff like that. And, like, I, I mean, I listen to, like, a lot of, like, small bands and, like, independent artists and stuff. But the indie crowd is just, like, something different where they're just, it's, like, it's, like, such, like, a, like, like guarding of like the music well it's the whole i mean like the gatekeeping is huge right and you need to it just becomes like this whole thing about and this is again generalizing but in this instance i don't give a fuck because i totally agree because we're losing our indie music fans (laughs) um you don't need them part of their personality where it's like yes absolutely go go deep go in the deep end make it your personality but it 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 makes nobody any less of a fan if they didn't write this on an untuned fucking fender that they got from you know the uh storage unit so it's it's just so weird and there's so many things like that like i've noticed it big time with coffee like it basically anything you know there there are those people that gatekeep it and i used to be one of those people and that's why i think i have such a disdain for them because like you hate yourself exactly (laughs) (laughs) so like this gives me it gives me cause but yeah, I, I one high, especially middle school and high school, I was like, you know, I was big into eighties music and I was big into, you know, kind of older metal and stuff like that. And I was like, this is the only way to go. And it's like, that's eh, kind of stupid. Uh, that's really stupid, actually. So, I it's forgivable like, when you're young. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Ethan's trying to make me feel better. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, person, I, I mean, ki- kids do stuff like that all the time. I got a lot of shit for the music I liked in middle school oh, yeah. and high school. Uh, some of that We're shit so coming from Caleb now. directly. It did. Yeah. Um, I like I am, I am still not a Blink One Eighty Two fan, but I am willing to give them. A I'm not a. Now. I'm not a fan of theirs anymore either, though. <sighs> Which we've talked we've talked about on this podcast before. I I have a special place in my heart for like a lot of their like older albums, like 
pre-reuniting and stuff. Okay. Um, how do you feel about but, Travis Barker marrying Kourtney Kardashian? Like, how do you feel about their relationship? I like don't care at all. I mean, that's what I, I, love. I, 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 I hate to, I hate to be. My <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's not my business. Um, she seems happy. She seems happy. <laughs> Hey, like, good. They're happy. I hate to, like, be this person, but I'm sure here in, like, the next 10 years, they will both be divorced and married to other people. Statistically speaking. Oh, my God. Tra this, is this is, like, like Travis Barker's... This is, like, Travis Barker's, like, third or fourth wife, so... Oh. Uh, he, had, he was married to some lady, and then when the show Meet the Barkers was on MTV in the mid-2000s, he yeah. was married to a different lady, and then they're divorced, and so... Yeah, I don't. I just don't like care because I just don't see it being like a long term thing. And I also like don't massively follow Blink One Eight Two anymore. Okay. So with that, what is your? Can you answer my original question about the playlist? Uh, yeah. Can Can you repeat the question I don't one more remember time? What it was? <laughs> I think it was like, what was another song that like you liked on the playlist, or you didn't expect to like, or like. I know you were talking about songwriting. Was there anything that stuck uh, out to you? Well, I, I did answer that one by saying we're never getting back yeah, together, which then led us down this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> On the playlist, um, man, I want to say this is why we can't have nice things. Okay. Is that what the full title is? I was you <laughs> named that song. <laughs> um, I mean, I have it pulled up. I'm, like, oh. looking at, like, the playlist right now. Um what about it like that i i just remember like when i was listening to it like the playlist the other day i remember like thinking like oh i kind of like this song like what is it and like looking at it and so like i listened to like a lot of it and like there were a few songs that that happened with and like that was like one of them that just like i remember like listening to it i can't tell you what it was but i just i, I go so much off of like the vibes i'm feeling when i'm like listening to stuff okay. so had that razzle dazzle <laughs> yep caleb <laughs> what about you um, I would probably say uh, Ready For It, um, and I know it's not the most like <clears throat> deep in terms of storytelling in the songs. But or it's so like fun. Um, I think for me, it was just, I 100% went in with a preconceived notion of who Taylor Swift is. Um, and when I heard that, I was like, oh, I have to rethink this. Um, and so it was really kind of the bridge to me kind of being like, okay, Taylor Swift is not who I think she, who I have from secondhand media. She's not the picture that the media paints. Yes. Um, and so for me, it was kind of like, oh, okay. Um, this'll, this'll be interesting and this'll be fun. And it was. Yay, I'm glad. Were you guys surprised about like the folklore and evermore songs where it's like more sad, I think? <laughs> um, I definitely vibe with that kind of stuff more. I listened to a lot of sad music when I was actually like putting together a playlist for you guys. I had to change it like five times because I was like, they're gonna think I want to die or something. <laughs> We're just gonna like <laughs> ride it home, baby. I like sad songs. Um, Me too. Where my therapist has told me I have to stop only listening to sad music. I, I want to feel something when I'm like listening to music. Yeah, and usually that is that I want to die. So, <laughs> um, yeah. 
Caleb, were you surprised by those songs? No. No, okay. I, I mean, like, it's easy for me to be like, no, I absolutely saw it's going to, uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I knew she had range. I knew that she, uh, you know, a, as soon as I started getting into the playlist, um, and I think even before I was like, I know that the songs on the radio are not completely indicative of who she is. Yeah. So I, I don't think I was surprised by them. Yes. A lot of fans actually say they feel like she always picks the most commercial uh, songs off of her albums for singles that don't actually represent her songwriting, um, which I very much agree with. Um, my final... I, mean, oh, go ahead. I think that makes a lot of sense, though, from like a business standpoint, right? It like, does. You're 100%. trying to sell albums, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you guys like the song You're On Your Own, Kid? That's my last question, because I really love that song. Um, and the fans love it, too. It's the very last one where it's like... Um, what was it? Like, I starved my body. I went to parties, whatever. Like, I gave my blood and sweat and tears for this. It's like a little bow on her career. I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes just from like that description alone. Like I don't remember listening to anything and being like, Yeah, I can't stand this one next. Oh yeah, I'm so um, glad. But I'm like a I'm a strict believer of like if you're gonna listen to an album, you should listen to it front to back at least like a few times before you start skipping to your favorites. Okay. I like that. Ethan wants context. Do you think you're gonna listen to more Taylor Swift after this? Um, I probably surprisingly listen to a lot. My sister-in-law loves Taylor Swift, okay. so like I do hear it frequently if we're like around them. But are you going to also... it on your own? Are you going to like put on folklore and learn about the love triangle? Give me an album that like uh, that deserves like a deep dive from like everybody. From everybody, I would like say... like that, like everybody should go listen to. Like if you're going to pick like one and like one album that like everybody that's like not like massively familiar with taylor's Ooh, collection okay. of songs what's like what's the album that you feel like either, either is deserving of what it's got or like deserves more attention i would say folklore um that was an album for a lot of people where it made them a fan or people who like weren't fans anymore came back and became fans again and just with the songwriting, the storytelling, there's like little things that she hid in that album that people and the fans connected to. And there is a Disney Plus special on it where they perform all of the songs live. And it was written and recorded during COVID. So they were not together when it was recorded or produced. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I, I, will, I will deep dive that album. Perfect. What era is your guys' favorite? If you had to say I'm in my folklore era or a girly, you're a red girl. <laughs> hmm. I think I liked the most songs off of Red, so I'm probably okay. on my Red era. Okay. I'm going to also say Red, but that's just because I'm most familiar with, like, I'm, I'm familiar with more songs off that album than any other. Okay, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Okay, Caleb. It's your yeah. turn. No questions. I just hope you enjoyed the music. Oh. <laughs> <You're so freaking laughs> 
Um, <laughs> hold on. I have to turn the volume down so I could see which ones I liked off of this. Oh. How do I look at that? <laughs> I obviously um. don't use my Spotify. <laughs> um, Excuse me. Let me scroll to when you were listening. Okay. I liked Bad Kids by The Strike. Um, okay. I really enjoyed that. And then Greek Tragedy by The Wombats. I really liked that one. I texted you this, but I was shocked that I liked that Ice Nine Kills song. I'm laughing. Say the name without laughing. Say I the can't. name without laughing. I can't. And like, as I was driving, I was like, this is so different from who I am. Because I literally... <laughs> I don't know. It's just so different. Um, but I did like it. I thought that was such a fun song. Um, okay. And then I told you this. There were no Coheed and Cambria songs that you put on the playlist where I was like, oh, okay. Like, I think this is my CNC song. Um, yes. So then I started going through their latest album. Um, and I don't even know what the name of it is, but it looks blue. Oh, actually... Oh. A Window uh, for the Waking Mind, Volume 2. Yeah, it looks like Stranger Things on the cover. Uh, that was my initial thought. <laughs> okay. That's that's um, what I thought the first time I saw that, too. Twinsies. I really liked Beautiful Losers and Comatose on that. But I definitely want to that's actually nice. keep listening to them. So you have brought into my music uh, oh, horizons a little wow. bit as someone who genuinely almost exclusively listens to Taylor Swift, but also just female artists. Cause I really don't listen to any male artists. Do you feel like it helps that the lead singer of Coheed and Cambria a lot of times is falsetto in terms of very high pitched singing? No. Um, it's mostly because I can just really tune a man. Out, so. Fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> but no, so it is very different for me, like everything that you had selected for me to listen to. I will say I did only skip one song on there. I Ooh, listened to everything. Was it? it was the David Bowie song. I just really didn't care for it. I skipped Fair. over it. Yeah. that's. Fair. I thought you were not going to like that. In fact, I think if you go back and listen to the episode where we talk about yeah, this, I, I say, I think this is the one song you will not like. I, I love that song. Um, that I, must be why I don't like it. Do you... Do you not like, like, oldies very much? Me? Yeah. Oh, I will. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it does have a very... And I know you fucking hate the Beatles. And, like, that's fine. <laughs> and, like, I... It's I'm like okay a cool kid to do, right? <laughs> yeah. And, like, it has a very John Lennon feel to it. A very... Okay. So... Uh, I was like, eh, you may not like that. What did you think of uh, the anime song, which is actually from Spy Family? It's called Mixed Nuts. I shockingly didn't dislike it. Um, I did okay. like it, but I didn't like it enough to like it on Spotify so I could listen to it again. That's fine. That's but fine. I... it was way different than what I thought it was going to be as someone who does not watch anime. That. So it's funny because anime songs are always fucking bangers and usually have nothing to fucking do with the anime. And it's so funny because you'll like, it'll, it'll go from, you'll be watching the anime and I'll be like, you killed my father. And now you're just about to massacre this village of people. And then it goes to a song like that. And you're just kind of like, <laughs> what, what's going on here? Um, 
but uh, I I do feel like it was a success because I I wasn't so much curating a playlist where I was like Lauren is going to love this song. I wanted to create a playlist that was kind of like this is the definitive song of each Coheed album, and okay. if you like this, you should go check this out. Um, it's funny, I did, and I think I told you this, I you almost did. did put Beautiful Loser on there, uh, because that is actually one of my favorite songs from the new album. Um, and Ethan, you texted me and asked, what is an underrated Coheed album, or what is a Coheed album that requires a deep dive? And I feel like... Post, is. post, post, no world for tomorrow. Because I'm familiar, right. I'm familiar with their first four albums like decently well. So, and I'm sorry for not texting back. I was actually kind of busy today. Um, I actually he was ignoring me. <laughs> actually, yeah, you didn't really text me either. I was like, is Caleb mad at me? Yes, uh, <laughs> I'm not me. mad at you though, Ethan. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> he just was too busy. <laughs> I think my favorite album of theirs and this is not post no world but it, it i have to give this backstory in order to kind of tell this so in keeping secrets of silent earth three yes all of their uh album titles are fucking obnoxiously long um that for me is the album that i will always i could put that album on any day of the week and it will never get old funnily enough i think the album that is who they've always wanted and tried to be is their newest album. Um, I think that album is incredible. I think it hits all the right notes. I think it's fun. I think it's poppy. I think it's heavy enough to be who Coheed sets out to be, who, at least who I assume they set out to be. I'm not fucking in the band as much as I like to joke that I am, but... Um, <laughs> who they set out to be uh, with the lore and with the you know the the kind of proggy elements while also like having fun with it and and being who they want to be. So um, yeah, I, I need to know. Hold on, let me look. I knew you were gonna like uh, Greek Tragedy because that song is constantly on um, uh, TikTok. At least it was for a while. Um, oh, what did you think about the the home team song I put on there? It was kind of a collab. It was called Danger. Danger. Oh, the dogs are going to bark. Hold on. I love the song. Um, what I'm going to start with, too, first of all, is I'm so happy for that band. Uh, I've played three or four shows with them. Um, I've okay. like played shows out of state with them, in state with them. And they've like worked their, they've worked their asses off to like get to the point where like where they're at like now. And I'm okay. so excited to see like the success that they're having. So uh, super good dudes. So what was, uh, Ethan, what was your overall take of the uh, playlist? Any notable songs, any songs you were like, Oh, this is interesting. Uh, I thought it started out with a banger, that Bad Kids song. Uh, really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I like the Wombats a lot. I've not heard that version of that song before. Okay. I'm not an Ice Nine Kills fan. It's funny because I think you would be if you came to a show. Because they, it is a performance. It is not a show. It is a performance. They so many costume changes so many theatrics going on and like i'm natalie got me into them because she's big into horror and all that and i i used to hate 
screaming music and and heavier music like that but like i feel like i got to a point where it was kind of like the novelty of it and i'm like you know what this is fun and so that's how i've grown into it so i'm i would like to take you to a ice nine kill show just to see what you think i think what i did like about them that i they're not too screamy. Like it wasn't so much that I was like, okay, I'm zoning out. Cause that's my issue. <laughs> um, especially when music is playing that I don't know, I just start zoning out. Um, so it's really hard for me to listen to new music, but um, I, I felt like they didn't scream as much as I anticipated with their name alone. Um okay. But yeah, also, I did just have to listen when the dogs were barking and I was on mute to that song you asked me about by the home team. I think I liked it. Um, I think it was just not my vibe, not in a bad way, but I just don't see myself listening to it. (laughs) You said you liked Famous a lot from Start, I think it's Starcadia. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, I did like that one. Okay. Ethan, Ethan, did you have any other notable notable tracks or? Uh, when I got to mix nuts on that one, I was like, "What is this song from?" And then it hit me, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." That's um, <laughs> my favorite of your Coheed songs that's up there. I I really love "Once Upon Your Dead Body." It's one of my favorite songs of theirs. Volume one, good Apollo, baby. Yeah, it's uh, pro- I, I gotta like, I gotta imagine that's like their like most well known album. Oh yeah, I don't oh, yeah. know for sure, but I just feel like everybody knows that album because like mostly from like Guitar Hero and stuff like that. Yes. Um, listening to some of their newer albums, like newer music from their like more recent albums, I was surprised. I I remember hearing you talk about how like much they love pop music. Um. And so it was kind of cool again to see like all the like the synth stuff and like electronical aspects that they like add into a lot of their newer music, um, and it's something that like, at least in the past, I've been pretty like against stuff like that. Like, I, I hate when bands like add like drum machines instead of like playing the drums when they have like really great drummers. Like that it drives me crazy. Uh, like Death Cab for Cutie did that on this album called Kitsugi that came out in like the mid 2010s and like really just drove me crazy because i was just like why is like every track just like electronic like drum tracks okay. um but listening to this and like just developing as like a like lover of music in general i've come more i've become more accepting of like that kind of stuff so i liked a lot of that and then uh i'm always like I know I've talked to you about this before, but I'm always, like, super excited when you're, like, talking about, like, or, like, sharing, like, a song from the home team just because it's not something I would have ever pictured you listening to, and, like, I know those guys. I Ethan just wanted to name drop again, and I'm totally Dude. okay with it. No, I'm just kidding. We'll I, don't know the, I don't know them closely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know them closely, but, like, I, I just, like, I have interacted with them several times. I've played with them several times. It's so funny because, like, I so the home team was on one of my Spotify recommendations. It was the um, oh god, what's the song? Um, Spice I, I up your life. Something. Close. Oh. Uh, slow bloom. Uh, no, here let me look it up. It's probably move it or lose it. Um, but so I I heard them and I was like I really like these guys. Uh, fashion forward. Um, 
And so I, I threw them on my playlist, and then I come to find out everybody fucking knows who they are. And I'm like, oh. Except me. I, except Lauren. <laughs> but Lauren knows who they are now. Um, yeah. And I was like, I've just been in the dark this whole time. Um, but it was cool to just hear that, because everybody has nothing but love for them. Um, and just everybody is amped. Um, there was a band I was going to put on there that I did not that uh, also is kind of like has this cult following um, and it's called One OK Rock. Uh, let me make sure I got the name right. Um, they are, they're not K-pop, but they are super dope. So they signed to Field by Ramen which I believe is Brendan Urie's uh, label. No. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> he, he, does not, he does not own Field by Ramen. Um, Field by Ramen like, is famous for signing Fall Out Boy and Paramore like, when they were first starting out oh, and okay. like, becoming a massive label. Oh, okay. So, uh, but I'm, I'm sure Panic! at the Disco is probably on Field by Ramen at some point. Okay. I don't know why he would... I think why I was saying that is he has some writing credits in there. Um, but they're very fun and they they very bring in Japanese into some of their songs, but they're also like a rock band and they're really cool. And I guess there's a Netflix doc about them that I haven't watched yet and they are dope. So I did not put them on there though. What a, what a missed opportunity. Do you listen to any <laughs> female artists? Cause I don't think you had any on this. I do. Um, I usually go, so it's funny. The What if you were like few... Sarah McLaughlin? Is my <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do love Fleetwood, um, yeah. if we're going to consider that a female art was, yeah. artist. Um, yeah. I female fronted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my favorite bands um, that my mother introduced me to, my single mother, um, is Heart. Uh, and I think okay. Heart is super dope. Um, and then I'm trying to think. I, I think the thing is, is I'm not very well versed on newer female artists. So like yeah. Pat Benatar, Stevie Nicks, fucking, <laughs> yes. So Sarah fucking, McLaughlin yeah. was pretty close. You were like, I've heard a yes. couple songs. Yes, yes. Um, but I, I will say I do lean towards the much more falsetto vo vocals. So, I mean, I think Coheed is a huge testament to that. Um, so, uh, definitely, I guess, female adjacent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the right way to yeah. put that. But... Um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I when I was making the playlist for you guys originally, it was like mostly female artists, and oh, then I uh, kind of got away from that. Um, now there's only one female artist, fronted artist on there, um, so I'm like a little upset about that. But uh, there's a lot of like really great like current female like artists out there that yeah. you should definitely check out, Caleb. There's what is there? There's Heim, isn't there? And mm -hmm. then there's um... they're featured on my playlist barely. <laughs> That's the one thing that people do complain about Taylor Swift is when she has, um, like, other female artists featured on songs. They really are you can never hear them. The Phoebe Bridgers okay. one is probably the most, but yeah, typically okay. complain about that. 
Phoebe Bridgers is one you could check out, Caleb. Um, Julian Julian Baker. Julian Baker writes the best sad songs that you've never heard. Okay. Um, like I mean, like a lot of people have like heard them, but I'm telling you that like if you want to like really get in your fills, go listen to Julian Baker. Okay. Um, I put a local artist on there that is since is moved to Nashville. On ground? No. Uh, <laughs> No, I did not put any of my own songs on there, but I put I put a song by. They used to be a local artist, but they've like transitioned to like being more like based in Nashville now. Uh, called Wilderness, that I think you okay. will maybe. I think you guys will probably both enjoy. Um, I don't know if it's like their best like represent like representative song, but uh, I've been like really into them, and they're putting out their first full length here uh, in October, I think. So. I'm excited. Meet, meet me at the altar is pretty dope too. I, Lauren, I don't think you'd like them. Okay, thank you. Kohi had had them on with a tour. Uh, <laughs> pretty cool. Um, um, yeah. So Ethan, I need you to make me a promise that by the time we have you on again, which probably maybe in like a month or two weeks. Oh no, the dogs are barking. Uh. <laughs> This gives me a great opportunity. So I promised Marissa I would bring this up. So <clears throat> Saturday, previously, uh, we all went to Chili's. Now, Lauren has had a lot going on at work. I totally get that. Okay, the uh, dog stopped and- barking, so I'm going to interrumpt you, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the next time we have you on, will you have listened to all of Folklore? And can we talk about the love triangle? Ooh. Yes, Perfect. I will listen to it and I will do some research on it. Okay. Oh wow! So, so do you research after to see if you could figure it out because she didn't tell anyone about it. The fans figured it out, so that is kind of a giveaway. But um, don't let this get in the way of your ob- other obligation. Quit your <laughs> job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Caleb, continue your story slandering me. Uh, it's not <laughs> slandering you. I'm sorry that I, I, I want the fans to know the facts. Anyways, Ethan, please recall that in a month you have another podcast. Almost a month you have another podcast. Maybe like two on. weeks. Who knows? Um, I'm talking about the one that I do, Lauren. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I am so excited to, to talk about that with you. I am too. Uh, we're, we're talking about Resident Evil 4, if any of you are familiar. The original one, which, oh, oh my God, I can't wait to talk about fucking some of the one-liners in there, man. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about the dialogue because the you... dialogue is terrible. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't great when we were kids either, but, like, it no. just didn't feel as, like, I don't know, like, I guess when you're a kid, you're just like, yeah, this is kind of, like, how, like, things go. Like, they're cheesy sometimes. Right. Yeah. As an adult, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cringy. This is bad. This is bad. <laughs> this is very much a high school movie. Oh, um, yeah. So, last Saturday, uh, we uh, <clears throat> had a bit of a girls' night. Uh, I I was... I am considered one of the girlies. Uh, I am thrilled. It is an honor that I do not take lightly. Um, however, Lauren's been going through a lot of work. Totally understandable. And while we may have opinions that um, you should never go above and beyond for work uh, because they are the enemy, uh, oh my God. Lauren has a great work ethic. So um, we went to Chili's. This uh, actually doesn't have anything to do with the story, by the way. I got a margarita. Marissa 
Got a mar Marissa wanted more than one margarita, but Marissa stuck to one margarita. Lauren got a Coke. And that's fine. I'm not going to encourage, I'm not going to shame anybody into drink. I'm not going to encourage you. Well, I'll encourage you to drink if you want to have fun, but like, not that you can't have fun without alcohol. We get it. Not the fucking thing. <laughs> um, we have our meal. We enjoy our evening. Marissa and I, a little bit more so than Lauren did. And so we leave that night um, and wake up to a text of Lauren fucking gallivanting around the town that following night with a friend, getting a flight of margaritas, a fucking flight of margaritas, couldn't even spare a drop of alcohol with us, didn't want to have fun with us, but she goes out with this friend, and all of a sudden, consider her like fucking, it's got a wooden leg, because now she's drinking a fucking flight of goddamn margaritas. You're so annoying. Okay, so first of all, when we went to Chili's, yes, I've been dealing with a, a thing at work. And then I found out I had to go in at 6 a.m. the next day to kind of finish it up. So I was like, I can't. Well, I just didn't feel like drinking. I didn't want to have to deal with that in the morning. And then the next night, um, I got a flight of margaritas with my friends that were literally like two inches tall. And I also drank three pepsis and water look i don't need to know about your drinking and problem i don't levanting around town i was at a bj's <laughs> which is just a little bit more of an expensive chili <laughs> like minus the chips and salt do you feel like marissa and i are not worth a bj <laughs> i hate you so much i think we should <laughs> you're not <laughs> tell tell them what you <laughs> so Marissa asked where what street this Chili's was on tell them what you told her okay well let me she's gonna be mad about this story by the way okay we can cut it if you want okay I don't think we should tell it sometimes I don't know what she deems okay and what she doesn't okay but we'll we will, tell Ethan, Ethan we will tell off. you off yes <laughs> um all right. So, Ethan, does this mean you're going to buy tickets to Taylor Fest for Friday? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I, mostly because, like, I don't know what, to, like, when it, when that is, where that's at. Like Friday, 9 p.m. What? at the Bluebird. It starts at 9? Mm-hmm. I love the Bluebird, but still no. <laughs> well, um, can make that noise. We'll be home by midnight. It is a Friday night. I mean, it's not like you got to get up and go to work the next day. Yeah. That is true. You could but, have oh, a flight of margaritas. Okay. Will you, that was going to be my question. Are you going to drink? No. Um, my niece is going. She is 16. I'm driving. Um, typically, I don't see anything. This might be bad, but wrong with having like one drink. As long as it's like not right before you get behind the wheel, you're eating, drinking, whatever. Um, drinking water. Yeah. But I take it very seriously when I'm with my niece. So I do not plan to drink at all. You guys may. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Thank you. That's the responsible thing to do. It is. Thank you so much. Um, I do want to eat pizza before. So. Okay. So the, uh, let's settle this now. Oh God. Ethan's I... crying. He's been listening to my tears ricochet. <laughs> Ethan, if you had to pick between 
Actually, pizza is probably the safe option here. Uh, so they only have Denver Biscuit Company, which does turn into a pizzeria at night. Mm. Um, then they have Fat Sully's Pizza. At least they used to. I don't know if they still do. I think they uh, do. Fat, Fat Sully's Pizza, um, Molotov Kitchen, but Kitson, um, and then Mezcal. Which would you pick? What are these options again? One more time. Uh, Mezcal. Uh, Molotov, uh, and then Denver Biscuit Company, which I don't remember the name of their pizzeria, and then um, Fat Soli's Pizza. So it's Denver. So restaurants by the Bluebird, if you can. Restaurants by the Bluebird. And this is like what you're going to go for before the show? Yes. yes we're going we're gonna to get a bite. Yes. We're going to hype my uh, niece up. What is the... Not the Mets cow, but the other one that you said. Not the Molotov. two pizza places. What do, what do they? What kind of food is that? Yeah, Caleb. Uh, I don't know. It. I was scared off it, by the name. It, is it a restaurant? Or are you sure it's not like a bar? Exactly. <laughs> I'm looking um, it up. I'd probably go with pizza, depending. <laughs> yeah, so if, you know, like Lauren's bringing her niece with you guys, like... Probably not the cocktail bar. Um, Marissa is going to be so upset. <laughs> pizza seems like a pretty safe bet. Sometimes kids are like, you know, teenagers sometimes are picky. That is true. Yes. Um, Kaylina, my niece, is not. It is the most frustrating thing on earth. And I mean this with love because you will say, what do you want? And she will say, I don't know. I don't care. And it's like, so she genuinely is so go with the flow. But sometimes when you're like, well, I want to take you somewhere that you want to go. She will not make a choice. And it's just like, let me spend money on you, please. <laughs> let me take you somewhere that you've been wanting to go or something you've been wanting to do. She asks for nothing. She expects nothing. Um, and she will never tell you anything like one time I went to Walmart and we were looking at graphic tees I ended up not getting any and she had forgotten her wallet I did not know and so she asked my sister the next day to take her back so she could get one when she could have just asked me to get it and pay me back or I could have just gotten it for her but she like made no illusion that she was interested in any of these t-shirts I love this because this paints you in such a bad light. <laughs> Me? Why? She like she just is so like, oh, that's not my money. That's not my choice. Like I'm just I'm just here in vibing in the most positive wow. way. Yes, she's very that, sweet. I, I feel so much relation to that. <laughs> we could see. <laughs> you are definitely so go with the flow. And I think like you're just indifferent in a positive way where you're just like yeah i don't care i don't have an opinion which at, people should be that way don't be bothered couldn't can't relate. at at the wedding uh when i said do you take risa ethan said sure did so. you no i was pretty definitive on like the yes on that he was i love that that was the most Ethan, oh my god, when he was reading his vows, it was one of the most beautiful things ever, because Ethan does not show a lot of emotion. That's totally fine. But this was Ethan pulling out all the stops, this was emotion-filled, this was hitting all the right notes, and it was just, it was a beautiful ceremony to be a part of, not just because I was the officiant. Um, god. 
but yeah, it was it was it was very nice. Um, Caleb's upselling me because I made the poor decision of uh, not going first, and I wish I had gone first because I had to follow up my wife's vows, and oh, yeah. uh, that was as soon as I like in the middle of them, I was just like, "Damn, I made the wrong decision by going last." I didn't even want to start talking after her. I was like, <laughs> "Okay, all right, we're done." <laughs> For her. Um, I, I am going to a wedding next month or actually no, in October. I keep thinking it's already September, but, um, I was looking up dresses online of what I could wear. And I found this bracelet that says a uh, prenup on it. And I was like, should I wear that to the wedding? Yes. So Perfect. you're. Your birthday's coming up, and I found something. I Ethan? feel like you already have this. Uh, yours. Oh. Ethan's was the 23rd. Um, Leo and mine was not. Mine was not the 23rd. It was the 26th. No. It was the 16th. It was the 13th. God damn it. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, this was what it was the last time. I desperately <laughs> want to get this for you. What does it say? It's not a whore house. It's a whore home. And it's a welcome mat. I love that. <laughs> um, I'm sure my parents would love that. <laughs> I love them. So. I thought you could put it out your outside of your bedroom. Uh, door. Oh, my God. I kind could, of, Lauren, can you actually gift it to your father for, like, his birthday? Oh, I love that. I don't know gift. what he would say. Oh. But I could send it to them in the group chat of the three of us and say... Hey, I just ordered. <laughs> it might not land, but because um, there's times when I get home and I'll open up the door, and especially if my sister's home, and I'll be like, "Hey, hoes," and they just like look at me like, "What are you doing?" So it could land. They might say yes. Um. All right, Caleb. Yeah. What? Do you feel like knowing my music taste now and the things that I've said that I liked off your playlist and also seeing my Taylor Swift playlist, do you think you could make me another playlist <laughs> where you feel like you will pick songs that you know I will like every single one? Mm, I I would not be willing to go so far as say you would like every single one because there would be some that I'm like, I want to see if I can push the boundary. Not like push the Why boundary. Why do you like, like that? But like, You're I like, I know see... Lauren won't like this and then you hit no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's one of those like, I'm not sure if she'll like this, okay. but I I want it to be like a, if you end up liking it, you're like, oh, wow. Kind of like okay. Ice Nine Kills. Okay. Where it's like. I mean, I'm not going to listen to them regularly, but I did like sure. it to where I wasn't yeah. like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so songs like that, where okay. like it may kind of uh, just, you might listen to something that you're like, wow, I never thought I would listen to this. And you may not, like you said, with Ice Nine Kills, you may not listen to it ever again yeah. or, well, you know, regularly, but it. it would still be like a, oh, this is interesting. This is yeah. so much different. Yes. Like uh, it's something I never would have selected, but I did end up liking it. So it's in my liked songs on Spotify. So oh. That's a big deal. Um, I think, I think there would be more songs that you liked, but I, I don't think you would like every single one. Okay. Good to know. Thank you. Ethan, yeah. how's it going today? 
It's, it's going great. <laughs> well, I don't know what else we should talk about. I didn't write down any topics for this week. And granted, we're an hour and 20 minutes in. We've talked a lot. So I'm like, <laughs> why don't you talk about the album? Which album? Ethan's oh, album. Ethan. Ethan, why don't you talk about the <laughs> album? Um, like, what are you excited for people? To, like, I guess when you release an album, how does it feel? Are you excited for people to listen to it? Or are you just like, oh, thank God it's done? Oh, man. So I'm excited for people to listen to it. Um, I hope it does better than I'm sure it's going to do, which, like, I just... I just hope it like finds people and there's going to be like a good handful of people that like really connect with it and like it. It's something that like we've been writing a lot of the songs for, for like six to seven years now. Oh my God. Um, this yeah. So we put like, <laughs> yeah. So we put like a, a lot of like, we put a lot of time and effort into it and everything. And we got to the point where like, I didn't know that, if we would ever like release music again or do anything again and that's fine because we all just kind of got to a point where we were busy we had other things going on and like you know none of us live by each other um but we kind of decided to like finish them all up for ourselves and they turned out better than i ever expected them to um and honestly going into it like the song i the song that i liked the least amount and thought we should cut from the album ended up being one of my favorite songs um and what that's song like is that can you reveal yeah it's called uh it's called laugh lines i'd like drew a blank but it's called laugh lines <laughs> um and so yeah releasing stuff like releasing music it's you don't get to do it it's not like I don't know if, like, you have, like, you ever felt this way, like, putting up, like, an episode of your podcast or anything like that, maybe, like, the first one or something, but you don't get to, like, release music often enough that, like, when you do, it feels like something special because there's been a lot of, like, time and work and effort going into, like, putting it, like, the songs together and often, like, what you end up doing is kind of, uh, like, we did, like, a lot of, like, pre-pro demos of, like, songs, so, like, we'll go in and, like, kind of do, like, rough tracking on like our laptops of uh like all the song parts and everything and just like so we can like hear the song together as a whole and like kind of pick it apart take notes on it and then make changes explain that last part to us like we're six so like pre (laughs) like pre pre pro is like pre like pre-production but essentially you're just demoing out the song so like you have like your song idea and you're just like you're like cool like let's go record this on our own like we'll plug into like our interface and we'll just track everything it's going to sound like garbage but like we're just going to put it on there so we can like listen through it all like cohesively together and then kind of like pick and like pick it apart and like feel like okay like could this section change could we cut out like any of this should we change any of the words here like does that not flow correctly or, or like all of the like notes that are being played by you know all of us like lining up together and working well together um so we've like tracked these songs probably like three times each uh before like we finally went in and we actually i don't know how much anybody's gonna like really care but like it's kind of interesting to me on like how we went about doing this because like normally like you're gonna go into like a studio and track with somebody and like you're just gonna like when you go into the studio, like day one usually ends up being something where like you do something called scratch tracking, 
where you're playing through like every song that you're gonna like be recording you're gonna put down like the essentially like your baseline of the song so like you'll have like the main guitar will go through and like track all like the like main rhythm parts of the guitar but like it's just like really like quickly like just go through and like play through it and make sure it's on time and that's kind of like your framework for like recording everything else oftentimes and so like you'll do that then what we've done in the past is like drums will go next then you'll get rid of that scratch track and you'll go in and you'll actually track the guitar parts the bass parts with like the amplifiers and guitar effects that you want to use and stuff like that we didn't do that like at all this time we actually went in we started tracking this in february of 2020 directly it's like to be alive. <laughs> i know <laughs> this album was supposed to come out three years ago <laughs> um okay and we uh we went in and tracked it and like we did all of this like all of the guitars on our own and what we did was we just did like what is called like a di a direct input um so you're literally just plugging your guitar into like the interface and tracking just like the like dry guitar signal there's no amplifier there there's no effect pedals or anything and what you'll do is like later on you'll take that like recording of that guitar signal and you'll resend it back out through some different stuff into like a microphone that'll go like hooked up to like an amplifier and it'll like kind of like replay all of that like recording through the amplifier so then it like puts the effects and stuff and like tones over your guitars. Um, and so like that's what we did is like a potential way to like cut costs. Um, so since it was gonna be, it's a 13 song album. Um, it didn't cut a lot of costs. It was still super expensive to like finish up. <laughs> um, so we did all the guitars back in 2020 and like most of the bass in 2020, our drummer Johnny tracked all the drums at a studio in Evergreen called Evergroove, um, in July, August of 2021. I did not go and watch any of those sessions. So I just was like, cool, you track drums. And then a year later, Patrick and I kind of were like, let's finish up this album and get it all set and done. And we kind of like took over like the rest of that, like we like went in to like found another guy to work with in his studio. And, uh, you know, as somebody that we didn't really know, uh, where we've tracked all of our stuff with like somebody that we've like known in the past. Um, so we got to build a relationship with this guy named Corbin Roberts who tracks music. I mean, it's like went to school for uh, audio engineering and stuff like that. And he just like has a studio in the basement of the house that he rents. Um, but like everything sounds incredible. And he did like a great job, like offering suggestions, advice, and kind of like producing the album, like telling us like what to like kind of do to like help get the best out of everything. Um, so yeah, it comes out next Friday on September 8th and it's probably going to be a pretty like unproductive work day for me. Are you uh, going to actually to be... post about it on your social media? Yeah. I've actually been making social media posts this you summer about uh, singles and stuff. So yeah. it's, uh, it's painful to me. I still hate like posting yeah. stuff on social media. Um, and we actually, we haven't posted anything about it, but we do have another song coming out on Friday. Um, so we're this releasing Friday? a, this Friday on the first, um, okay. we're releasing a single called postcards. Um, and that'll be like our final single before the album's out. And then next Friday on the 8th, 
color my psyche comes out on all streaming platforms. How does it feel knowing Finding Common Ground sold out? Um, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> we literally just played in the old mechanics garage ran by volunteers. As opposed to when you would do house shows. So save it for me. <laughs> um, I like we didn't do a lot of house shows, but I've still like we still have played house shows like recently. Like by recently, I mean like in 2021, we played a house show and then we played this show. So, all right. I mean, as long as you're all right with being called a sellout, I... if you want, Ethan, I could just kick him <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, it's probably time to find a new co-host. Yeah, I think I'm not. I'm not the guy for that, but. Caleb's been quiet be. quitting for a while, so um, I think this um, is just I, I do have, can I, can I ask you guys each, like, a question, though? Yeah. Um, so, so, like, what is, what was, like, your introduction to, like, music or, like, oh. finding music that you liked that was, that was, was very much, like, either, like, you know, you grew up listening to this kind of music or, like, when I found this, I, like, really found, like, this is, like, the music I just kind of adapted to. Oh, my God. That's a really hard question, I feel like. So, growing up, like, I always just kind of listened to whatever my sisters did. So, it was usually a lot of pop. I mean, I remember ordering my first Britney Spears CD from, like, a catalog, um, which feels so dated. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And what was it called? Uh, BMG or something? BMG yeah. Music House or whatever? Something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, that's where I got my very first CD. Um, and I really was never a big music person. Um, and I would still say I'm very much not. Um, I have a hard time listening to music. I tend to zone out a lot. Um unless I know the song and then like my brain sticks to it for some reason. So until like the past few years, I really like if I was driving anywhere, I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to an audiobook. I just was never a music person. And then I got into Taylor Swift again. And I think that's part of why it's so like my personality. Cause I'm like, okay, I know all these songs. I don't need to listen to anything else. <laughs> um, mm. But I would say that's, like, mostly my music thing, I guess. But I remember in, like, middle school and high school, I was really into bowling for soup, if you guys remember that phase of my life. I do remember a lot of bowling for soup. Yeah. Um, 19. 19. Was Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is not a song that they wrote. Yeah. That's a cover. Oh. A little fun fact. So it's a, it's a, a, even that's that's an SR it's a SR seventy one cover. Okay. Remember when we talked about gatekeeping? Ethan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just well, when it's you, it's okay. Um. Uh, I don't think that's gatekeeping. I'm it's just like letting you know. Um, did, oh, here we did, go. <laughs> Did you uh, did your parents like play music in the house like when you were growing up? They would. Um, I just would still zone out a lot. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know yeah. what's going on in my brain, but unless I know what they're saying exactly in that moment um, or what they're about to say, like I shut off. Hmm. It makes it Caleb. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so I, when you asked this question, I said, oh, okay, shit, time for a long winded answer. <laughs> it is. This is actually going to be a very long answer. Uh, so, um, I realized I would have to tell you the first album that I bought to fully tell this story. Um, and to be fair, uh, my mother purchased this for me. Uh, I had to have some dental surgery done when I was a very young child. And she's like, I'll buy you a, a portable CD player and a CD. If you just do this. I was like, okay. Um, and I unfortunately asked for Limp Biscuits, cho- was it chocolate <laughs> oh starfish. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Did you uh, ever so dress that, like him? I feel like I had. Yeah. I, okay. I feel like there was a, a, a me that did. I'm so excited um, about this. <laughs> but uh, so that was my, my first foray into music. And growing up, it was. Uh, I liked a lot of what my mom played. Uh, she played a lot of Billy Joel, Hart, uh, Boston, um, Commodores. Uh, who else did she play? She played Lionel Richie a lot um, and Bee Gees. Love the Bee Gees. Um, and then it was kind of like come middle school when I found Coheed, a lot of my musical taste and honestly a lot of my personality was dictated by my brother's. Um, they, they were both older than me and it was very much, it was such a, I don't want to say hostile, but it was such an environment that if you liked anything, you had to have like a fucking PowerPoint presentation as to why you fucking like this and here's this and here's that. And well, why do you do this? And while I do agree, you should have a reason you know, to like some things, sometimes you can just like something because you like it. Um, and so it made it very difficult to ever, it, it almost had to go through the committee in order to get approval before I could like anything. And so Coheed was kind of the first band where I was like, you know what, this is my band. Um, and then, so I always kind of gravitated towards them and they kind of helped me break through of like, my brothers didn't always like Coheed. So it was kind of like, well, fuck you guys. I don't care. Um, and when I was working at the box factory, I worked there for 10 years. It, I developed PTSD there. It was a terrible working environment. I came home depressed. I am not being hyperbolic when I say if I was still there, I'm not certain that I would still be here um, because it was such a bad place to work. Um, And oftentimes I would think to music as my ticket out. And I was like, you know, I had aspirations of being a musician, um, but I, I realized that while I did enjoy playing music when what I was doing was I was only putting a monetary value on it and it just was not fun at that point. And it, I never released anything. I never, I think I recorded a couple of things, but nothing that I am in possession of now, but I often looked, looked to it as a ticket out from the box factory. And so there was always kind of that intimate relationship and almost kind of a little bit soured on it, on music a little bit, because I was like, you know, I was putting pressures on it that didn't need to be there. Um, having moved on from the box factory and having, you know, kind of rediscovered music and really been encouraged to just like what I like, I think there's been a much more fun and intimate uh, kind of relationship with music, you know, of just like, let's listen to this. Let's listen to, you know, um, it, it's it's been 
I know it sounds cliche, but it's been very much a uh, a, a tool of self-discovery uh, because it's like, oh yeah, I love... If you have sense, there is a 90% chance I'm going to love the song. I don't give a fuck what it's about. Um, so that that that's a condensed version of kind of my journey through music and with music and and, and I mean what about you Ethan you've, yeah. you've released music and my uh I mean like my parents were always playing music growing up I mean whether it was like in the car with them at the house uh every time we were like taking a road trip anywhere I feel like the go-to CD was like CCR's greatest hits fuck yeah um, baby. so I I am a huge lover of uh CCR um and like oldies and stuff like that. If we were in my dad's car, it was always you're always listening to 1035 The Fox, like classic rock station. And like you could, he wouldn't let you listen to like what you wanted. Where if like we were in, in my mom's car, she'd be like, okay, like what radio station do you guys want to like listen to and everything? Which was like often like 933. Um, when I was little, it was probably something different. But uh, I have like a big love for like 90s radio music. Um, yeah. Okay like huge love for like a lot of like 90s like radio like pop songs and like alternative rock um and like oldies and stuff and then my sister when i was in like fourth fifth grade my sister got me like super into like a lot of the bands that i ended up like loving from that point forward blink 182 some 41 simple plan newfound glory motion city soundtrack like all these bands like that that i really like fell in love with and now like her and i do not line up at all like like <laughs> on like music taste and stuff um but yeah i just became like a lover of like and even like before all those bands like i don't know like as a kid like listening to like classic rock songs in the car like i always just want like always wanted to like know like learn how to play guitar and so uh i was just like a lover of like guitar riffs at that time i love that yeah we're all just quiet now (laughs) (laughs) um i do have good news marissa texted me back and said that I could share the Colfax story. Okay, but that's so it is, <laughs> excuse me. Okay, so let me set the scene. She comes to our house. This right, is for Chili's, by the way. This is Chili's. last Saturday. Yes, she's wearing a black tank top, shorts, and she has like these black like sandal heels. So like it was cohesive. It went together. But I kept joking that she looked like a sex burger, which probably isn't a funny joke, <laughs> but um, <laughs> she oh, who brought it up? I did. So we were walking to my car because I was driving and I was like um, which Chili's is it? Is it the one on 120th? And then she said yes. And then I said, or is it the one on Colfax? Because in Colorado oh. Colfax is like this joke of that's where sex workers are. <laughs> As I'm explaining this out loud, it is not funny. Make us laugh again, funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's a disappointing story to tell. Um, All right. Well, I'm excited that Ethan's going to become an expert on Folklore, the album. I can't wait. Um, Caleb is not. He might watch the Disney Plus special. Uh, I'm going to Taylor Fest. We're getting matching shirts. I know, like, I'm so excited. I don't understand. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I'm going to attempt to do like a TikTok vlog of like 
his experience. And I am so excited. I really am because there's so many moments where I'm like, I just can't wait to see your reaction. Okay. You're going to, you guys need to like, you guys need to post your experience, like moment, like an hourly update to spot, uh, to, Instagram stories. Okay. Okay. We will. Should we make like a reel or something? Yes. Well, we should do mm-hmm. some stories and then we'll make like a vlog thing or I will. I'll try. Okay. <laughs> I should. So I have noticed that sometimes I'll get nervous, but if I have a couple drinks, I will mm-hmm. not be as nervous. So I will, I will make it a point to have a couple of beverages. Okay. Why are you nervous? I just get like nervous when I get out in crowds and stuff. Okay, sometimes. it's a very welcoming crowd. People will love you. Oh, thank you. It's it feels very safe, uh, mostly because it's all women. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and I want to respect that too. I I know I'm entering into a space that is held so <laughs> a little bit more for women, and I want to be respectful of that. Yeah, wanna, you know. So I'm excited. I can't wait for Ethan to watch our Instagram stories. (laughs) I hope you reply to each one. I will. I will love each and every one of them. Thank you so much. All right. I think we're going to call it. So Ethan, where can people find you if you want to be found? They can find me at finding or yes, finding common ground CO on Instagram, or uh, I think my new handle is polar wall. E. Oh my God. This is the first time you've shared it. Yeah. Whoa. New year. New I will breaking my, my old handle. I would have never been able to remember. Um, so I changed it to something that was like easier to remember. I like that. Okay. Lauren, where can people find you? If in you would like for people to discover you um you can find me at spopping horror stories pod on instagram and that's it. bitch you can find us <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know why you had me go first um because i i did recently put my personal instagram in the bio of our podcast but i don't want that's a big following deal. me i'm not gonna accept it i'm just like a weird person <laughs> social media you are such a weird <laughs> i know but like i'm also not linking my book account anymore because I just don't post on there and it just doesn't feel worth it but I wanted to like have my name there somewhere so um Caleb where can people find you if you want to be found uh you can find me clipped in at Peloton (laughs) spaghetti hands baby uh I actually have kind of stopped taking the class by the way they took a financial hit I don't know how much longer Peloton's going to be around. Oh my um, god! You mean you plugging it at the end of every episode hasn't been doing anything for them financially? Oh, it's been doing things all negative. Oh. So <laughs> single-handedly destroying all of their stock. I am. Uh, you can find me there. You can find me on Twitch at Spaghetti Hands, um, and you can find me at Super Whitman on Instagram. You could plug you your also- other podcast. Are you going to do that? Uh, sure. You can also find me. You can find me at commit this to memory card. It's funny. In the first episode, I shortened it to commit this to memory and didn't even recognize it. And also, that's the name of a song. Uh, <laughs> and uh, album. But yeah, it's uh, Ethan's going to be the next guest on the episode. So yeah. I'm excited. I'll listen to it and know nothing about it. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate you and goodbye.
Bye. We will miss you.